What's up, guys? Sam Taggart with the DDD Podcast. Today we got Quativa back on Clinton Ehrlich. He is one of the partners there, and he is going to dive in with uh, his little nuts and bolts. But before I do so, guys, remember, D2D University is the number one training platform, whether you're in solar, roofing, pest control, alarms. Doesn't matter if you're a rep or a company owner. We have a corporate account where you come out and film, edit, build out your entire training system. We've done that with over 300 companies now where our video teams are always on the road. They're always traveling and, and filming and, and producing really people's training systems. Because if your training system is just, hey, send them out in the streets, see if they sink or swim, then you guys are doing it the wrong way in my opinion. So if you guys want to have your people trained A-class by the best of the best, you're going to go get a demo right now, DDDU. If not, continue listening to this awesome episode, Hear It Out with Clinton. This is Jens Bunnell here at DoorToCon 6 on the X-Band podcast. We're here with Clinton Ehrlich with uh, Quativa, the chief marketing officer at Quativa. We're so excited to have him on the podcast today, a master, a master at marketing and branding. <laughs> Had an opportunity to, to hang out with Clinton um, at conferences and, a, and in Costa Rica. Yeah, we're just in Costa Rica. Yeah, it was an amazing time, um, but I'm so excited to, to learn uh, from you. So I just to kick it off, give us, give us an idea of... Maybe your key elements, because branding is so huge in the door-to-door space, yeah. right? Um, give us your key elements of really embracing and building your brand. Yeah, you know, we actually, uh, we just did an overhaul, uh, a rebrand uh, within the last six months. Mm. Um, and, you know, as, as the person who basically has to go back to the rest of the executive team and, and to our board and everybody else and say, hey, I, I want to go spend a whole bunch of money <laughs> yeah. uh, doing this, you know, I've got to have... It's tough as a startup. Right? Yeah, yeah, as a startup, you know, uh, and, and, you know, it is, it's very important. And, yeah. and so... When we go do that, though, I think the the main and most important thing is is to really understand the foundation of what you stand for. Um, when you're building a brand, it's not just what it looks like. There way more goes into what you stand for, what your core values are, um, what you're trying and who you're trying to influence. Uh, obviously, if you're targeting you know one type of person, you're going to design things to look a certain way, and if you're targeting a different type of person, you know, I can't go out and do like a bunch of neon stuff and, and, you know, like you're going to go to like the EDC festival or something. <laughs> yeah. It might come across a, a little weird. So, um, a, a lot of energy goes into really understanding who, who our core audience is, who we're mm. specifically targeting. Um, and we really want to understand that because that all goes into who we are, who we stand for, um, what we stand for and what we're trying to accomplish with it. All of that, is what goes into building out what our logo is going to look like. So we actually mm -hmm. did a complete logo overhaul, mm -hmm. uh, which is also a really difficult thing to do when the CEO and co-founder of the company is the one who created it, you know? And, <laughs> and so you're almost going, hey, you know, like, you know, your baby's yeah. really not that cute. Yeah. Uh, is, <laughs> <laughs> which no parent wants to no hear. No parent wants to hear. Um, and that really wasn't the issue. The, the, there's, it was just, we, we wanted to do something unique and fresh and really take the mm. time to go build it out. And so uh, put together a plan, uh, met with a whole bunch of different agencies that, that mm. we thought would, would really hit the targets that we were trying to hit, uh, narrowed it down to a really incredible agency. And then the work began. And so the first part of this really was, just lots of questions and investigation into, you know, who we are. Uh, and then also 
what we wanted to try to do with it. So when someone sees our brand, like there's all sorts of like these little hidden messages that, yeah, that are yeah. in there um, that we did in order to try to make it make sense for us. Cool. Uh, and, then you, and then you own it and then you go out into the world. And so the first part really is that, that foundation. It's mm. understanding your core identity. And then we went in and started looking at the visuals that connected to that. And so you go through this process I and mean, it takes months. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're really going to do it right, it takes months uh, to do, and, and there's lots of iterations. And so, yeah, that's the, 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 the biggest and most important thing for me, for any company looking to go do this, is take the time to build the foundation. Because without that, it is very difficult. You're just looking at a cool picture or an image or something, and there's no real meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the first thing that we did. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense because if you don't have meaning behind something, a lot of times it, you'll get a lot of turnover with yeah. your look and your brand yeah. and the feel of it. Um, so often it's, there's a focus on the outward appearance of a company and how people perceive a company, right, and that brand. How did you get... Uh, buy-in from not only the people that created the original look, the original band of like the CEO, the co-founders, yeah. but also within your company, how do you, how do you get your people to buy into your core values and your brand itself? I mean, we have a pretty incredible culture. I mean, you, you've spent some time yeah, with, with a lot of us. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's probably one of the, the most important and, and most powerful things about the Quativa is our culture, mm -hmm. uh, is the people that we find and that we attract. Mm -hmm. And so you know, there's a lot of trust that's put onto me and, and to my team to go actually do this. Uh, but there's a lot of pushback. Uh, and there was a lot of pushback. You know, we did uh, three, we landed on three versions that we said to the agency, hey, go go do these and, and let's see what that comes back. And, and then you test it and you see what it looks like at a booth. You see what mm -hmm. it looks like on a website and you start to see what it looks like on swag and other things and designs that you're going to do. And so then you have to go back and present it. And it's, it is... It's the, the, the most nerve wracking thing to have to do, but like, you know, because we are all kind of remote, we all got onto a Zoom. Yeah. And so I'm on with the rest of the executive team first and going, yeah. all right, so <laughs> here, you know, and, and like, there's of course, all this money we've there's spent, all this money like and, and I've got yeah. a favorite. Yeah. And, but, you, you know, you can't do that. You really have to have the collective information back. And then it's my job to really not only show them the visuals, I mean, first we built the foundation. That was the first thing that we did. Everybody bought in on that. Mm. And so once we did that and we started working on the visual part of it, then we started to present that. And so it's literally, you, you it isn't about necessarily getting buy-in first, it's getting feedback first. Mm. Taking that feedback, you know, I mean, and I mean literally like little angles on a design where people were like, I think it's too sharp. I think it's too mm. soft. And it's just like, mm but does it feel like our brand? <laughs> like, right. And so people are very critical and you take all this feedback, you make notes. And then once you narrow it down, you know, to get buy-in, it was like, tell me why you like or don't like something. Mm. And you know, you get, well, I don't like the color. Mm. Okay, well, why don't you like the color? Because we did actually, we, did, we actually do a, a color study uh, Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the process of doing this, it's not working with a designer and come up with a concept. Right. We actually looked at what all the colors are in our space. We looked at what the colors are in technology. So solar we're looking at, we're looking at what a lot of bigger brands do. So for example, you got like a sales rabbit, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know that they're like red and black. Yeah. Um, uh, I, thought, I saw Solo's booth, you know, they're like that off shade of blue and like a grayish color, right? Yeah. So you, you recognize these things and we don't, realize it when you're just walking around, but like, you know, and identify with, mm -hmm. with who these companies are. That. Right. Yeah. So, so we actually did color studies to look at 
what the solar space looks like, what technology looks like. We looked at organizations, you know, like a bank. And if you think about the colors that banks use, mm. it's it's to try to build trust. And right. so there's all these things right. go it's into like this. Subliminal messaging. Yeah, well, there's I mean, it's it's there's both subliminal and very like, like in overt. your face. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Um, there's a uh, one of my favorite books is a, an author named Martin Lindstrom, uh, and he has a book called Biology, mm. uh, and it's like the why people buy, uh, mm. and it talks about like all mm. the sounds the, like a good book for a marketer. It is very good book for a marketer, <laughs> uh, but he, his whole thing is studying the neuroscience behind why people make decisions. And so I look at a lot of brand and things that we design. There's always a reason behind it. It's not because I like the color of it or I think right. it's pretty or whatever. Cool. Uh, you want those things too, but it really starts with the intention behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think that all really great branding, there is an intention behind it. People may not recognize it right off the bat, uh, but eventually they'll find out, oh, wow, that's a a, a real cool, I mean, I'm looking right now behind you at the DoorDorkon logo and it's great, you know, yeah. and I, I love, you know, he's got like the infinite thing on there and the rooftop. And so, you know, there was probably a lot of intention behind, behind what they did when they were creating it. And so we do the same thing. So yeah. getting buy-in is, is getting feedback yeah. first. Okay, cool. That's awesome. That's, it's really cool to see the insight of how much buildup it takes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of companies in the door-to-door -door space we, we're in an industry where there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of people branching off and making companies. And when it comes to marketing, I, it, it, I resonate with that of seeing a lot of companies like that looks cool, but like there's, there's not a lot of substance behind it. Yeah. So creating that substance, you know, obviously it takes so much like um, over and over just going through getting all this insight from whether it's outside agency or inside people. So once you've built that brand with your company and you're starting to launch it, what are your key indicators of, okay, this brand is sticking, this brand is is actually you know doing what we want it to do or maybe the opposite, right? How do you kind yeah. of get, get to that point? And when do you, how soon do you like, okay, we need to pivot a little, how long do you give it? So before you get there, uh, which you, you, you may never get there, you have to be comfortable and believe as a company. You asked me before about getting buy-in. Yeah. Once we got all the feedback and we really said, okay, this is the lane we're going to go down. Yeah. That's when all the real development happens. And that's mm. when, you know, you present it back to the team and say, this is what we are doing. Mm. And like, after this point, own it. Mm. And so as a brand, you have to get to this point where this is what we want to do. I don't really care what anybody else says. <laughs> and when you get to that point, that's when you know like, okay, well, this is us. And mm -hmm. so there is no pivot after that. There may be mm -hmm. pivots way down the road. Down Maybe the you line. feel like something got stale. Um, when we, and we just did this rebrand, I think we finished, I think around October. Um, the first time really seeing it was at RoofCon. Uh, and then we did some, you know, events in Costa Rica. We had yeah. the branding there yeah. and you've seen it on social now. But mm -hmm. um, the first step was not to create designs. It was things like what's on my shirt where it's just our mark mm -hmm. and it's just the name Quativa because I want people to really understand that, you know, not only are we visually different and our logo is different, but like, so everything is black, everything's simple with a core focus on just the actual name and mark itself. Mm. That's the first step because I want people to understand we're still Quativa. If we just did a completely different, you know, logo and said, okay, well, I'm expecting you to know what this is. People are gonna be like, I don't, I don't get it. Mm. You know? So, um, it's, it's doubling down on the work that you've done. And at the mm. point where you go, 
full, <laughs> full money with everything, right. you know, the buy-in isn't, you're not going to get buy-in. You have to get buy-in from yourself first. Mm. Um, so the first round of everything we've done is just brand stuff. Mm-hmm. We've done, I mean, you've, I don't know if you remember last year, we had like the crazy designs and fun stuff yeah, with the whole ski thing and everything. And, and, yeah, but yeah. but we'd already been established at that point. Right. And so it was okay to kind of do some fun things. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'll probably get back to doing some of those things. But right now it's really just, this is who we are. I want you to understand about our technology and our platform more than what we look like. Cool. Right. I want you to like the fact that it's clean and it's designed and it looks nice. You're but right. at the end of the day, it's really about keeping it simple. Awesome. That's really, really, really great insight, especially, you know, coming from a company that has been through it. You've been through the transition. You know, you started with something and now you're really settling in, like you said, on your core values, what you want people to know, feel and see when they hear and, and see and meet Quativa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so cool. Wouldn't if you were to have somebody, I'm sure there was a time in your life where you're just starting out marketing or you're just starting to gain these these tools. If there's you know listeners out there that are building businesses and wanting to be able to create and portray their core values with their business, but maybe don't have yet you know investors or backing mm-hmm. to go out to agencies and be like, hey, go f- test this in the market. Um, you know, in the door to door space, what do you what w- advice would you give them to? You know, how do they attach their core values, what they want to do, as well as resonate with the, the homeowners or resonate with other recruits? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, for starters, I would say, you know, don't, don't worry about the visual yet. I, I'm notoriously forgetting stuck on working on the design instead of, mm. uh, instead of the meaning. Yeah, and so, looks. Yeah, yeah. And, and I get very, like, you know, if I'm working with a designer, like, I, or I'll go branch off on my own and just sit and, and, I, and I start working on, like, well, I can make it a little cooler, or I can do this or whatever. Yeah. don't do it right do, like put your name on something and don't design anything that's mm-hmm. number one right mm-hmm. and and so when trying to really figure out what your core values are i, I go back and say for, first of all i'm an audible junkie mm-hmm. so just consume consume mm-hmm. as much as you can read books learn ask questions watch podcasts you know you know find the mentors that are out there both online and and you know in and in your personal life um they're gonna give you the best feedback about how to do something that, that you're going to ever get. Uh, and then just besides just doing it yourself. Mm. But in terms of, of how to build out the core values, I think it's what's important to you as an individual that you want to embody to the rest of your company. So whether you're just you know a couple of guys starting out mm-hmm. or you're leading an organization, what are the most important things that you believe in and that the other people that are with you believe in? Mm-hmm. And then how does that translate into a company and Mm -hmm. that's what we did i mean we just Mm -hmm. updated you know and created a new core values uh and it it means something to all of us like down to our core Mm -hmm. um so you've got to be at that level you've got to really feel it in your bones that this is what we stand for um and and do that as an individual first what are your core values as a person Mm -hmm. what do you believe in and then you can start working on, well, I, wanna, I want my business to be about this also. And sometimes mm-hmm. those things are, are going to be different, you know, depending on the type of company that you're starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hearing, you know, the Danny Pessies of the world and the Jake Hesses and these guys talking about, and even Sam talking about, you know, go knock a hundred doors, you know, go, go and just do the work. Just mm-hmm. go do it, you know, and don't stop and don't quit and don't give up. And you've got to be consistent with doing this because, there's there's a value in there 
that that you have to adopt yeah and in this tenacity and the relentlessness that most of the guys in the door-to-door space have that is a value Mm -hmm. and so if i'm starting a new business you know maybe one of the core values for your company is to have a relentless pursuit of progress, Mm. right? Not perfection, Mm -hmm. but progress. And if that is a core value that you have, like own it, right? Go look, there's so many things. If you just type up, you know, core values for companies, you can actually look up the the core values of, you know, Fortune 500 companies to help you and get guidance to do this. Mm. That's beautiful. Because so often I feel like as entrepreneurs in, in the marketing world, we get so caught up on it has to look and be perfect. But at that point, you don't know what you don't know. And so finding your true core values might come over time, right? And kind of having the, in the product where like the MVP or minimum viable product, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're saying is like, yeah. just get your name out there. Don't even worry about designing it. Go find your core values and then let that kind of construct and design it. So yeah. I, I love that perspective. That's beautiful. Uh, when people look at Quativa, so kind of flipping it to you directly, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Quativa has been through a lot and they've, you guys have been very resilient and I've had a, a really kind of, outsiders but inside look at and it's amazing to see the resiliency of Quativa as, as you guys have grown and learned um rebranded and yeah. and really got yourself solidified in in the market and, and what you're trying to build and do when it, people look at Quativa when they look at your marketing when they look at your logo insignia all of that what do you want them to feel <laughs> you know we i'll tell you our core values uh which is yeah. probably the most important thing for us is is the the number one core value that we have is have an ownership mindset cool. and so you were talking about like what do these door-to-door guys have to have like you have to have an ownership mindset whether you're the owner or whether you're the guy that's out knocking doors you're you're the owner of the time you have of what you're actually doing and a lot of the pitches that you hear from from mindset coaches and leadership coaches to kind of tell these guys how they can actually go do this you have to have that mentality that you are, you're the owner of your destiny. Right. And that's, that, that's why I always love like, oh, go knock a hundred doors and don't stop until you do, no matter what happens. Yeah. Uh, whether, you know, you're knocking until 10 PM, get out there and do it because you have to say, well, you know what, if I stop at 50, right? Yeah. It's not that maybe you haven't had successes with the other 50, but you don't know what's going to happen on that back half of your 50. Mm. So go do it. Just mm. keep grinding until you get out there. So for us, having that ownership mentality all the way through is one of the things that when we are looking to attract and retain people and that they're working with us, we want everybody to know we all have this ownership mindset. Mm. And that means when we're looking at working with you, we're hoping you have that because we're going we're gonna to see eye to eye on this. Yeah. Um, our second core value is a culture of care and respect. And so you talked about resiliency. You talked about some of the things we've gone through in this past year. For us, we respect the people that we work with and that work for us and that are working with us. You have to be able to do that. And so for us to kind of get through difficult times, you have to be able to say, you know what? I understand this may have been hard for you. I want you to understand what we've been through as well. And so that's the other thing. We want people to understand that, like, look, we're people, right? <laughs> right? So, right. so it's it easy too. to say, we're in it with you, we're in it with you, yeah. you know? Like, so, you know, when, when, when you have a bad day, we're having a bad day. And mm-hmm. so we look at, that's another thing we want you to understand about us. Um, and then the last core value is have a uh, high, be high performance. And that means just getting out there and just grinding every single day. It's funny, uh, you know, Jess Phillips, yeah, our, our, our uh, chief sales officer. And I woke up this morning to uh, a message 
from some some doc that he was sharing with me and it was like 2 14 a.m you know (laughs) and so we're all like this you know we're we're like just constantly you hear my voice is going because just like grinding and working and making sure that we're getting things done and that's what we want from our partners as well you know we want you to know that we're here that we don't stop because it's 6 p.m and like the day is over we understand that that's not the way the door-to-door space works especially and that's not the way solar works especially and so that's where we are. We're there when you're there. Yeah. Uh, so those are the things that I want people to know about us yeah. is that we really truly believe these things more than anything else that's out. Beautiful. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most is it's truly about progress, not perfection. And whether it's marketing, building a business, you know, becoming a better self, it's it's all about that progress. And I think Quativa has exhibited that to a T, you know, that it's all about that progress, that buying, that ownership, but it's progress number one. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're a year and a half in. I mean, we've had some beta before that where we did some testing and stuff. But I mean, like, we're a young company, like a young company. Yeah. Uh, we got our Series A funding last October, yeah, right? Yeah, so like, right. hasn't even been, you know, it's, it's like where we've gone, where we started, the growth that we had, yeah. issues that we faced, partnerships that were great, that weren't great, whatever, like we've navigated through these things and what it's done and, you know, come by the booth because because everyone's going to get to really learn about and, and I don't know when this is going to air, so maybe it's after, <laughs> but reach out to us because what you'll learn is what we've done with adversity is turn it into, let's learn from this, let's adapt, let's make changes that are going to make our business better for our partners. You know, one of the things that we've talked about, we do these meetings, um, it's called EOS, Entrepreneur's Operating Mm. System. Uh, And we meet as an executive team and we go through these things and we have rocks that we work on, which are like these big things that we work on for a quarter. Underneath that, you have smaller things that each team works on. Um, But one of the things that came up as a company is our, our goal for existing is to create healthier businesses for our partners. Mm. And that's where you'll hear a lot about at the show. You're going to hear a lot about diversification. It's to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that a lot of companies have. And so those are the things that we're going to focus on. And those are the things we want people to understand about us is that, yeah, I mean, we're going to come through fighting. Like literally, like I love a fight. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I, all I ever want to do is just like, like, I want to grind it out. Like, you want to, you want to box me? Let's go. <laughs> kind of like, and it's because that's my mentality is like, when there is no, oh, this happened. And so, yeah, I'm going to like, I don't have time to like worry about what happened. I need to focus on how do I, how do I move from here and, and do better? Yeah. Awesome. That's so great. Well, Clinton, you are a rock star. <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite question of, of, um, anytime doing, doing podcasts or speaking to people is, um, if there was one message, like one short message that you could give to anybody that's listening, what is it? What what was that message that come from your heart? Progress not perfect. I mean, my my entire team will hear this all the time. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what it is, whether you're writing something, designing something, shooting something, it's. I truly believe in progress not perfect because it is this continual striving to be better. Mm. That's it. I, you know, I, I'm a runner. I literally was just listening to David Goggins new book. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know, and it's <laughs> like, oh man, how can I be better? Like, how can I like, you know, like when you listen to this guy talk about all the things that he, and the struggles that he's faced to do the account. And look, I'm not expecting to get out and run an ultra like this guy yeah. does, <laughs> yeah. but I'm running and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to go run a two mile run <laughs> yeah. and it's like a mile and a half in, I'm like, 
David Goggins wouldn't stop right now, you know? <laughs> so, um, so progress not perfect has is, is always been one of the things that I believe in most. And I, and I love it. And I would, I would tell this to everybody. Like you, you can always be better and do better or help other people do better and be better. Mm. Love it. Love it. Clinton Ehrlich, Chief Marketing Officer, <laughs> Quativa. Thank you. Thanks, brother. <laughs>